Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nike. I am a certified nutrition coach and a personal trainer. And if you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do so by checking out at justget.fit for lots of free workouts and more nutrition advice. All right, let's jump in today's episode. I'm going to be talking about seven ways you can deal with a plateau. And these are going to be the typical ways, meaning, you know, cut more calories or add more cardio. They're going to be something that maybe you haven't considered because I think a lot of us, when we stop seeing progress in the way we want to, tend to just go to that mindset of, oh, well, I'm just going to do more. And so before you go to that, I'm going to do more. These are some things that I want you to consider. So firstly, depending on who you are as an individual, this is an option that is not going to be for everyone. But if you are in a place where you can mentally and healthfully track your food intake, then I would consider using a free app like MyFitnessPal to track your calories and everything you're eating for a couple days. And the reason I suggest this for those who are in a place to do so is because a lot of us go, oh, well, I'm eating really well. Oh, I'm only eating this much. And I have most certainly learned from my own experience, apart from working with clients, is that we are not always consuming as little as we think we are. And in some ways, that's a really great thing. Because this goes for when people go into a calorie deficit, they immediately jump to those really low numbers. And the fact of the matter is, when a lot of us consume more calories than we realize, this also means on that positive aspect, that you don't actually have to be as drastic and cut as many calories as you thought to get into a deficit. So that's definitely, you know, the silver lining to that aspect. So tracking your calories can be a really good way to assess how much you're actually eating. And if that aligns with what you thought you were eating. All right, the second thing is, consider if your activity levels have changed. And this is one where we often forget that how many calories we burn is not just from the intentional exercise you do. Meaning if you say, I'm working out, you know, three or four days a week, and I'm doing that for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, whatever it is, that's your intentional exercise. But what you do outside of that, your neat energy, your that is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, meaning how many calories you burn from doing other things, from standing at your desk, from walking to the grocery store by parking farther away, you know, all those little things add up and contribute to your overall calorie burn and expenditure. And so checking if your activity levels have changed is a really important thing because it does add up. Think about your week as a whole. You work out for for example, you know, the three to four times for say 30 minutes. Okay. So say you worked out four days this week and you do it for 30 minutes. That's 120 minutes. Well, your week has a lot more minutes than 120 minutes. So if you are simply relying on those four workouts of 30 minutes to burn all these calories to get to this goal of yours, well, you're not really doing yourself any favors if you're not taking into consideration or account how much you move 
the rest of your day and the rest of your week, which is why coaches like myself are always encouraging people to be a little bit more active. I'm not talking about those intentional workouts, but I'm talking about get out for a walk, stand a little bit more than you sit. Those kinds of things add up in a really positive way. And they are a lot more sustainable. And I think mentally, it's also easier for us to fit those into our day and our schedule as opposed to going, Oh, shoot, I need to work out two more times. I don't have time for that. That's okay. All right, number three, have you had a closer look at your sodium intake? And there is a big difference, first of all, between water weight and actual body fat. So I want to point that out. And while there's going to be, you know, people who come to the table with a different health history with regards to how sodium impacts them, a lot of us do experience water retention when it comes to our sodium intake. And this is something where people don't often realize how quickly it adds up. Okay. You know, you go ahead and get um, a canned soup and you're like, how is there, you know, 800 to 1500 milligrams of sodium in this? And it doesn't even taste salty. Well, those are the preservatives and those things. And so sometimes we end up consuming these high amounts of sodium without even realizing, without adding copious amounts of salt to our food. I mean, if you are someone who adds sauces and condiments, you're getting your sodium intake. Okay. And this is where it can be something where take a second, have a look at your containers and bottles. When you're adding things to your food, how much sodium is in there? Like look at your sriracha, how much is in there? And then truly how many servings are you actually using? Okay. And this is something where I'm not telling you this because this is going to help you, you know, break your plateau per se. This might help you see the scale move a little bit if you are retaining a little bit more water weight. However, it could just be something that, you know, have in the back of your mind, see if it makes a difference in terms of how you feel, in terms of how you look. Do you see a change on the scale without making any other drastic changes? Okay, number four. Do you find that when you're having these plateaus, you, let me, I'm trying to think of how to say this, but do you stop and think about your relationship with food? And the reason I ask this is because sometimes people are going through these phases and they're going, Oh, nothing's happening. I've just stopped making progress. And then I kind of bring up things. Well, how's your relationship with food? Like, are you binging at any point? Are you overeating? Do you ever feel out of control when it comes to your eating? Because oftentimes when we diet and depending on our diet history, this can really impact our, our eating, how we look at food, how we restrict, how we deprive, how we binge. And so I ask people to, you know, have a closer look at your relationship with food. If you've plateaued, Maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe that means you're kind of at that healthy weight where you can sustain this. However, sometimes people plateau because to get to this place, they've really had to restrict. And because of their restriction, they find themselves binging or overeating at certain points. And then they just can't break this plateau because they're over consuming a certain amount of calories during these small windows of time. And then they go back to the restriction. And so they're constantly in this 
you know, cycle and they can't break past that. And so they can't see that change that they're looking for. And so stopping to go, huh, maybe this plateau is something more that I actually need to pause and go, how do I actually take care of myself? Maybe this plateau isn't such a bad thing. And maybe what I actually need to do is go back and reassess my goals. Okay, moving on to number five, your snacks and that light, (laughs) that late night eating. Oh my goodness. This is something that so many of us struggle with. Literally, the feels are real. If you're going, oh my gosh, it's me too. I get it. Okay. And so if you are someone who is naturally a snacker or a late night eater, you know, the Netflix and chill and everything in the pantry kind of feels, then this is something where I would say, before you add more, like we talked about, have a look at your nighttime eating, have a look at your snacking. Is each time you're eating or snacking because you're hungry? Or is it because it's habit? Is it because, oh, it's TV time, got to get my snack? Is it because, oh, I'm waiting for something or it's three o'clock, I'm going to eat something? What is your reason and intention behind you reaching for something? So taking a closer look at that is really helpful. And I do have other podcasts on snacking and light night eating that you can check out if you're looking to, you know, change those habits. All right, moving on to number six. This is, you know, tied a little bit to number five, but this is that check yourself. Okay. Are you eating because you're hungry? Forget about late night, forget about snacking. When you're eating, are you eating your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner because you're hungry? Or are you eating because it's habit? And I realize there are a group of people who fall into that category of, look, I'm on shift work or I'm a healthcare provider or whatever it is. And I, I really only get this break. And if I don't eat during this time, then I don't eat. And I completely understand you are, this is a struggle. It really is. I have worked with, you know, doctors and nurses and you know, other people who are on shift. And it is a real struggle because you are essentially having to go, you know what, I have to eat now because if I don't, well, it'll bite me in the butt later. And so this, you know, particular number six is me talking to those who are not on shift, who do have that flexibility to go, oh, I don't actually have to eat now. So let me wait until I am hungry. And thinking about, are you eating that lunch because you prepped it and it's there and you need to, or you feel you need to, or are you really waiting till you're hungry? And I still, to this day, this is something I work on. Uh, last Wednesday, every Wednesday, we actually go to my parents' house and my mom cooks. She's a phenomenal cook and she gave us some, you know, leftovers, They were bomb diggity. Oh my gosh, so good. And so Thursday morning, I woke up and was like, "Mm -mm -mm," open up the fridge. And I was like, oh yeah, we got leftovers. So I got out of the Tupperware container. It was around 1030. I hadn't eaten anything yet. And I take it out and I open the container and I got a fork. And I was like, Nikki, you are not hungry. You do not have any business eating this right now. And if you were to wait an hour or maybe two, it will still taste so good in an hour or two when you are actually hungry. But if you eat this now, when you don't actually have an appetite and don't actually need this food, 
Well, you know what? Chances are it's going to make you real sleepy, real lethargic, and then you're just going to have that food sitting in your stomach and you're not going to feel your best. This was literally like this month. And so I say this to you as someone who sometimes still has to check herself and go, oh, all right. I don't need this right now, but I absolutely give myself permission to eat this and enjoy this without guilt or without shame when that hunger does strike. But being in tune with that is something that is so important, especially when you're in a plateau. Okay. And last but not least, number seven, are you getting enough sleep? And the reason I bring this up is sleep is so important and, and something not all of us prioritize in the way it should be prioritized. When people go through weight loss phases, they go, oh, I need to eat less and I need to work out more. And I go, well, I mean, yeah, but you actually also need to get enough rest. You need to manage your stress. You need to take care of your mental health. Those things are also important. And you getting enough sleep is truly something that makes a difference because guess what happens when we don't sleep well? We tend to eat more. We tend to have less willpower. We have less energy to move our bodies. We have less, you know, like I said, willpower to make choices about, oh, maybe I don't need that right now. And to have those moments of pause because we are well rested, meaning we are thinking at a little bit higher capacity and having a little bit more patience with ourselves and with this process. So sometimes it's as simple as going, you know what, maybe what I need to actually prioritize is my sleep. Maybe I need to look at my bedtime routine and see, you know, what's that? What is that like? How am I feeling? When am I going, when I'm going to bed? How am I feeling when I'm waking up? Am I sitting there binging three episodes of Netflix only to wake up exhausted the next day and then feel like I have no control over my eating and my food and my cravings. That's something that you need to maybe consider making connection with. Is there, is there a connection? There might not be, but if there is, consider doing something about it. All right, fam. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And if you were looking for home workouts, gym workouts, recipes, you want to learn how to calculate your macros, I got you. You're just going to go to www.justget.fit forward slash stronger and you can join my fit fam today and work out with me live.